I always want to plug the need for Sunday school teachers. I don't care what church you have, big or small. It's a vital part, vital part of children's ministry is volunteerism. We have some great, say, professionals uh, to help you do that. If you're like, I'm not good with kids. I don't do pre-K. Like, you can do it. Is that right, Brett? Absolutely. They can do it. <clears throat> um, sorry. But yeah, so there's actually a little sign-up on the uh, board over on the way out. Uh, with the next few months of spots, we'd love to just, just fill that in while you're here. Uh, you know, the, sun, the Sunday school is like right, 20, 30 minutes. The craft's provided, lessons provided. You'll have a good time. And it's actually really important for us that our kids get to know the adults here. We just think that's so valuable that they're going to have a, a community of aunties and uncles. Yeah, as they grow up, they, just have, they have a place that's home, right? They feel family here where they, where they go to college or they come back and Maybe they're coming in and out of the church, but listen, no, this is my family, and these people know my name, and it's so important, uh, that kind of stuff. So a couple of things coming up real quick. That's what we have. Uh, have a minute. Uh, middle school group is tonight. Thank you. Um, Matt Fuel, I think, is leading that. Is Matt here? Yeah, Matt's leading that. <laughs> and Michelle. Uh, it's, at, it's at the Gibson's house, so middle schoolers tonight. They're, I think they're making pizza. It should be really fun. Um, Women's group Thursday. We got New Kids Art Show next Sunday. If you weren't here last week, we kind of pitched, Allison pitched this idea for our kids to just create art, and they're going to bring it up here next Sunday, and we'll set it up as kind of an installation. And, right? Am I doing okay? Yeah. You want to come back up? No. <laughs> uh, any kind of. This could be on a napkin, this could be a video, it could be a dance. So let your kids sort of interpret that as they want. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then we're going to come back up uh, that afternoon around 4 o'clock. And kind of hang out and just kind of look at the kids' stuff, and it should be fun. A couple's gathering, and then we got a Mexico mission trip in the fall on the way. Uh, Newchurch.com and New Ventura are good places to hang out. But, um, you know, speaking of the kids sort of wanting to know, get to know our names, we get to know the kids' names, right? We're going to be talking about the next few weeks the, the names of God or that God, idea that God has a name, how important that is to relationship, how name is uh, so personal and to, and to no name uh, as an invitation into something, into something deeper. And so last week, I, I did kind of a one-off and I'm getting unplugged, but it sort of almost feeds into this idea of getting to know God. And it's sometimes we have to unplug to, to connect. And uh, Cash actually said my sermon last week felt like a long TED Talk. Uh, not sure how to take that. I've heard worse. Uh, but this is just going to be like a long, regular sermon today, Cash. Is that okay? <laughs> But this idea of, of name is so important, and it's important in the Bible, it's important for our understanding of, of, of God. Uh, name is so often the beginning of relationship, right? When we meet someone, it's one of the first things that come out, like it's what's your name, it's how we establish some rapport and connection. And a lot of times you like, you like you know somebody's name or you don't, right? And we all know people, like, I know them, but I don't know their name. That, that says something about the relationship. Now, that's fine, right? That doesn't mean that's a, a, a bad thing. We just, sometimes we just have a lot of people around. Like, oh, yeah, I'm familiar with them, but I don't know their name. You kind of know or, or don't know. Some people you actually kind of get close to, and you still don't know their name, right? Those kind of deals, you've met them too many times to ask, and it's just too embarrassing. That can, <clears throat> that can be hard as well. So we're going to pull that idea into, <clears throat> wow, maybe not. Maybe we're not going today. <laughs> Brett, you want to teach? You do, man. I mean, when, when are you going to be on? Um, we're going to pull this, this idea into our relationship with God, you know, knowing his name or names and how that creates uh, moments of intimacy with him. Now, God wants us to know his name, understand who he is. A few, a few months ago, I was at Lowe's with, with Jed. I think it was over winter break, holiday time. And I'm coming out with him, and, and I can't remember what we, we had bought. We were coming out, and, and I run into a guy that I, that I kind of know. 
and he says hi. Hey, man, how's it going? Like, how, you know, what small talk, the holidays. And he has been, uh, and he brought up, oh, man, I'm really sorry to see what's going on with your family. It's looks really hard. I just lost my dad. And, and uh, he just starts sharing about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's been, it's been tough. And, you know, he starts sharing about his dad. He's like, my dad's aging. I want to spend more time with him. And, and we had probably like 15 minutes of just conversation. I don't even know how he knows about my dad. I don't know if, he, I don't know if we're friends on social media where he follows my wife. So then he would just know everything about my life. <laughs> But he's kind of going on. I'm trying to like, and I'm like, I don't know. Who, I'm not really sure who this guy is. I kind of know him. But you know when you're having a conversation with someone and you're listening, but you're just like running, like, what is this person's name? Like, and I'm just kind of going through it. And he, he's opening up to me. And, and it's, you know, we kind of have a pretty heavy conversation right there in, in Lowe's. And we walk out, you know, he's just, he's, you know, kind of opening up about his father, you know, his father and all this stuff. And we walk out and Jet's like, oh, man, so who was that? And I said, I don't know. I don't know who that was. <laughs> like, I recognize him. I, and I kind of did, and I, and I kind of had to go through social, and I, and, I found, and I found out who he was. Like, oh, yeah, it's this guy, and I, and I, and I placed it. But I had kind of been one of those people, like, yeah, I've met, I've seen you, we've had conversations, I've you know, talked to you at Made West or whatever. But I didn't really know. I didn't really know. But now I do know. I do, now I do know. I had this conversation. We, we had this moment. We had this experience together. Now I'm like, oh, I definitely know this guy's name now. And I think this really describes, for some of us, how many of us kind of relate to God in that, like, I kind of know him. Like, I've seen him around town. I, I, his face is familiar. I don't, I don't know his name. You know, we haven't, like, been, I haven't been over his house, but, like, I'm, I'm familiar with him. And it takes sometimes a, a deeper experience to, to understand who God is. Right? That's why we take these times of worship, really, hopefully, to invite in the Holy Spirit, give a moment. That could happen anywhere, but we try to create that here, to get to know God, to have a moment with God. This is where God wants us to be. This is where we want to get, get to be. That it's not like, oh, I, think I, I think I know God. Like, you don't, like, I didn't think I, you either know someone's name or, or don't often, right? It's like, oh, I, I know. I know the names here. I know you. I don't have to think about it. Sometimes we, we're not sure. Cash and I were shooting around a couple weeks ago at an at outdoor basketball court. There's the two of us, and these two kids come up that are, gosh, they're like 10 maybe, the younger kids, and they're like this big. And like, you guys want to play two on two? And I'm like, we're like, sure. You know, so we, we start playing with these, these two, two, like, seem like little kids. You know, Cash is super tall and I'm, I'm at least bigger than them. But we start playing with them and they're, you know, they're trying to figure out who to guard. And the one kid says to his friends, like, you guard the old one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they identified me. And they weren't wrong. You know, they weren't wrong. But, you know, if they were to speak afterwards, they didn't know my name. They knew I was the old one. You know, so good. After all, we played these, these two guys, like there was the old one and like the big one, or like the old one and, and the good one, right? But it's like the names have meaning. Like it, that, that's how the story would have went on. That would have been, that would have been enough. That would have been, you know, that, that was my name, old one. And meaning, names have meaning, have meaning. And even in the Old Testament, we're going to get into some of this Hebrew talk. Names meant everything. I mean, there was identity wrapped up in name. In Hebrew culture, names were identity. It, it was deep. It was, it was maybe even a prophetic way of who you were going to be. Right? Names were so important that at times we would see God would, would pick someone out. He would change their name to give them a new identity. It was that important. It was that embedded in, in culture. The names had meaning. They described characteristics of us. And our names have meaning now, right? Some of us know that. Anyone know? Who knows the meaning of their name? We looked it up recently. Some people know. Yeah, I, I think it's an exercise sometimes we've gone through. Uh, I, I, I kind of had to look up mine. I, I kind of had forgotten, and at least in the Hebrew, it's, it's, it's uh, Yah exists or the Lord exists. 
And I don't think about it often. And my dad, he named me Jesse, not because he was trying to like pay homage to the, the Hebrew names. He's, he knew a Jesse who he liked, and he kind of liked the name. And he's like, that was enough. And I guess my mom just went along with it, right? It was like, that, that's as much as I can remember. And we name our kids now, like, right, based on so many factors. When you think about it, you're having kids. It's, it's, it's hard. It can be stressful, right? Those of you who had kids recently or have kids on the way, thinking of, of, of names. If you don't have, like, an inherited one from family, right, first of all, it has to be the name of, like, can't be the name of some other kid. There's a lot of kids here. We're going to be running out of names pretty fast here. I feel like the names are going to start getting really weird or, like, really traditional. <clears throat> but I think, oh, it can't, can't be someone else's name. Uh, it can't be the name of someone like you didn't like in high school. Have you ever had those conversations? Oh, I knew so-and-so, like, oh, they were the worst. Oh, I guess we can't do that. Right? We want it to be something cool. Uh, we want it to be something with a low chance of being turned into something other kids will make fun of. Right? And hopefully after all that, there's some meaning left over. And we think about God, a cool thing about him, God is the only being to name himself. He's the only being to name himself. We're going to look at a couple passages in, in, in Exodus, and there's, they're a little lengthy, but, but, but bear with me. Follow along. I'll put it on the screen or, or just listen. And this is Moses encountering God. There's a couple different instances where he encounters God on the mountain. Some of us are familiar with some of these stories. And he really wants to get to know God. He wants to know who God is. Well, who are you, God? How do I even talk about you? And we see this passage here. It's in Exodus 34. This is Moses alone with, with the presence of God. It says, he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, this is the Lord passing in front of Moses. He passed in front of Moses proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion and sin. Yet he does not leave the guilty unpunished. He punishes the children and their children for the sin of parents to the third and fourth generation. The entirety of the Bible, the authors circle back to this text over and over and over again. This is God's self-disclosure disclosure of himself. Right? This is the most quoted verse in the Bible by the Bible. Right? This is a huge verse for the, for the Old Testament writers and the New Testament. They would come back to this again and again and again. This is God saying, this is who I am. Right? It's not us saying who God is, it's God saying who I am. And the context of this, if we were to go back a little bit, you would see Moses, he has sort of these early encounters, uh, early encounters with, with the Lord. And he wants to get to know, know God. Moses, like, Moses actually says in, in chapter 33, he says, show me your glory. Like, I, I want to know your glory. I want to know you. And glory, when they ask to see God's glory, it's presence and beauty. It's not like fame. Let me see how, how like, accomplished you are. It's like, I want to be in your presence in beauty. And the Lord said, I will, I will send, I will cause my goodness to pass in front of you. Right? I'll proclaim my name, the Lord, just like we saw in that previous verse, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face, for no one can see me and live. The Lord's like, I'm just too, too powerful for everything. Then the Lord said, there is a place near where you may stand on a rock, my glory passes by, I will put you in a cleft of the rock and cover you, kind of keep you safe. And I remove, I remove my hand, and you will see my back. So he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm going to have this encounter with you, Moses. I'm going to have this encounter with you. I'm going to explain a little bit to who, who I am. And he talks about this with behind me. Suppose I go to the Israelites, suppose I go to Pharaoh and say, I'll set the Israelites free. The God of your fathers has sent me. And they ask, what's his name? Right? This is this whole episode with Pharaoh and trying to get the people out of Egypt. They say, what's his name? What shall I... What shall, I, what shall I say? 
What shall I say when I say his name? And he says to Moses, I am who I am. I am who I am. Which was not really super helpful. I am who I am. That's not, that's not going to work. I am sent me. I am who I am. This is what you, you are to say to the Israelites. I am, has sent, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and Jacob has sent me to you. In our Western sort of theology, if we ever look up books on, books on God, if we want to understand God, if we, if, we, if we start digging in, a lot of the things you're going to see coming out, well, what's, what's God like? We're going to start getting into the omnis of God. He's omnipresent, right? He's, he's all-present. He's, he's all-powerful. He's all-knowing, which, which is true, which, is, which are true things about God. But when God describes himself, he doesn't start with how powerful he is or how he knows everything there is to know. Well, he's been around since the beginning of time, right? which is true. But God, when he opens up about himself, he starts talking about him in, in a different way. He describes himself this way. He says, this is my name. He starts with the name. Then he talks about his character. So I'm compassionate, gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness. And on down, on down the list. And this is the one and only place where you see God describe himself. And yet this verse probably gets, get, get as much attention as it should. The rabbis love this verse. Huge deal. It's called the middot or the attributes of mercy. In Jewish culture, this verse, God describing himself, was like our John 3.16. Right, this is what they'd be writing at the, at the football games and stuff. It's huge. We rarely talk about it. The most quoted verse in the Bible by the Bible. And so we're going to get into the names of God in, in coming weeks. We're going to get a little survey of some of the stuff today. But I'm going to keep this verse in front of us. It's something interesting to think about. If I want to know God, someone had a chance to meet God. He actually talked about himself. And he says these things. And we'll get into the I am, I think, next week. Because I am ideas is, is pretty wild. But names are personal identity. And in the ancient Hebrew, where we would say, what's your name? They didn't even have that question. They didn't say, hey, what's your name? Didn't translate that way. It's like some things in Spanish. Anyone take Spanish? Like, how old are you? Remember, like, how old are you? Cuantos años? You know, cuantos años tiene too. Like, how many years do you have, right? It's like, it's not the same. We don't, we don't speak that way. So, so in the ancient Hebrew, it didn't, it didn't come off that way. It was misham kad. It would be more like, who is your name? Or in this instance, when Moses is talking to God, he says, Mashim Kai, he says, what is the meaning of your name or significance of your name? And he's not looking for just a label here from God, like, oh, what's your name? Is it Robert? Like, I'm Moses. You know, he wants to know, who are you? What are you like? And isn't that one of the great just questions of the universe? Who are you, God? What are you like? And we have an answer here. We have an answer here. Who are you, God? Who are you? When we get through this introduction of God, or he starts with the Lord, and the Lord is sometimes translated just God. A lot of times in our Bible, there's, you'll see, we'll, we'll go through some different instances of how God describes himself. But the Lord, God, is, is, is almost like a, ba- a very basic form uh, of his name. Uh, it, it would be, we'd, find, we'd trace this back to Genesis 1. God created this word Elohim. Elohim God. And Elohim is a name of God. It's, it's over, used over 2,500 times in the Old Testament. Elohim, Elohim. And Elohim is a very unique word because it's, it's kind of a general word about God or gods. This is, a, this is a, a plural, but implied there's one, a plural sort of singular word. 
And it's just like God in English. It's very general. Uh, it's a non-physical supreme being. The Elohim. There are, other, there are other Elohim. They would say other gods or spiritual beings. So it's a very sort of basic name for God. It's just, it's just God. It's a, it's a ruler or a magistrate. But we see people who follow God, who connect with God, they use this name. Abraham says, Elohim will provide a lamb. And Jacob on his deathbed to Joseph says, Elohim will help you. Moses goes to the mountain of Elohim. Joshua says to Achan, give praise to Elohim. Malachi, will man rob Elohim? Jesus on the cross says, Eloi, Eloi, which is the Aramaic form of Elohim. This is the name of God. You can say this name now. I don't often pray it. I don't know if you guys do. Elohim is the name of God. It's the name of God, the Lord, Elohim. But it's an intimate name because of the relationship we have with God. Even though it's a generic name, God or gods, because we know who it is, it, it's intimate. Elohim becomes intimate. Think of the word mom. Mom describes, you know, half the universe are, are a mom of some kind. So many different types of people. But think about your mom. Think about your mom. Your mom is specific. Right? Your mom is relational. Your mom has story and character. When I say mom... About, I talk about my mom, there's immense meaning. The word just mom is very general. This is Elohim. This is Elohim. It's a general, very general word, but when it's used in an intimate relationship that the early God followers had, it was intimate. They understood it. They understood it. And God, as we, as we, as we get into this, this whole idea of him introducing himself by his name and who he is, it's, it's an invitation to know him. So here's my name. My name is my name is Elohim. My name is Elohim. And for Moses, I'm like, oh, okay. I've heard of Elohim. That just means God or gods. But we're going to get drawn into the personal God. I'm going to have the worship team come up. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of kind of land this here. This is really what we want to start with. This idea of God's name. His relational self, the invitation he's offering each and every one of us to go from, yeah, I kind of know him, I kind of know that person, it's like, oh, I know, I know their name. And now we're having shared experience, shared experience with Elohim. Right? God is personal so we can know him. And if, any, if nothing else, you can remember that idea of like God, because we pray to God. God is a ge very general name. Lots of people pray to God or believe in a God. Or the ocean is a God, or the mountain, or, or some other religion, it's God. But when you pray to God, when I pray to God, I, I kind of know who I'm talking to. There is a relationship there. That is the invitation of God to, to Moses and to his people. I want to be with you. I want to describe myself so you get to know me. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to come and, and kind of hang out with you guys for a little bit. And this is the same invitation we have now. To go from kind of passing around this idea of, oh yeah, God, 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 whatever, I'm sure there's a God somewhere. It's like, oh, no, I, I, I know this guy. He's revealed himself to me. He's revealed himself through the text. Like, I, man, when I think about my mom, man, I love my mom. So many things. So, but it's so different than just, oh, mom in the dictionary. Right? The God is he's inviting us into this idea of when you say God, when you speak Elohim, wow, it's like, it's emotional almost. So God, we thank you for who you are, that your grace is so big, that you would come and be present. You would reveal yourself, Lord, that you would introduce yourself to mankind. But I just pray for those, the rest of this service and in the coming weeks that are just 
maybe kind of on an outside relationship with you, that maybe they would take one step closer. Get a little closer understanding who you are. That this very vague and big and universal word God would start to shrink down a little bit to something more intimate and personal and relational. So Holy Spirit, we just invite you uh, as, we, as we close out. Amen. Amen. Would you guys stay with us as we uh, end the time of worship and music?